0: technical difficulties over here clicking on things is hard clicking on things is really hard welcome to stargazing a stargate gazing podcast i'm your host kathy
1: and i'm your other host mary
0: and each week we discuss an episode of stargate beginning with stargate sg1 hello Hello. Yay, there you are. Yay! <laughs> Kathy's back and I'm so excited. Yay! I
1: am Welcome back. back. Thanks. Yay. How are you doing? Oh, I'm okay. I'm, uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you how my day is going. I'm having a very ADHD few days here. Yesterday, I couldn't focus on anything, and then I randomly found the cheese that I had been looking for for several days in the freezer. Oh, dear. I made the mistake of going shopping at Walmart yesterday and that didn't go well either. And then today I woke up and I had a headache. But it wasn't too bad. And then I went and walked the dogs and it turned into a full on migraine. So then I laid down for a while and then I got bored. Thankfully, my headache was subsiding and you and I were getting ready to podcast. I'm like, I'm going to make some coffee. And then I spilled some coffee grounds on the floor and I'm like, I should clean that up. So then I grabbed the vacuum and I'm like, well, now I've got the vacuum out, so I should vacuum the whole apartment. (laughs) And then I'm like, well, I just vacuumed, so I should wash the floors. And so since I just washed the floors in the bathrooms, I should also clean the bathrooms. And then I need to water the plants. And then I was like, oh, right, there's still coffee on the stove and Kathy's still waiting for me to podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And then I like went back to my computer. I'm like, it's only been like five or 10 minutes, right? And no, your last message to me that you were just about ready had been sent over 20 minutes ago. (laughs) Oops. It's okay. It was all
0: filthy lies anyway. Fair. Never ready.
1: (laughs) So that's my day. We'll see how this podcast goes. I had no focus when I was watching the episode last night. How are you? I'm okay. Uh, I've been away as you know
0: from this
1: podcast times it was fun having colin and jeff but they are not kathy and i missed you
0: i missed you and i really Mm. enjoyed though your talks with jeff and
1: colin oh good (laughs) i'm glad you did not convince me to watch macgyver that was probably not the goal (laughs) anyway but (laughs) no it was not we just wanted to watch that one episode
0: it did kind of make me want to watch a little bit of old simpsons Mm. but yeah
1: Probably not that episode. <laughs> no. <laughs> not, not the best one. Ridiculousness. Well, I'm glad you're back.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thanks for everyone being patient with me <laughs> during this terrible, terrible time.
1: <laughs> life happens. Life happens. Unfortunately. Yes. Sometimes. Sometimes life happening is good. Sometimes not yeah. so good. Yeah. Yeah. Here we are. And Here we are.
0: I don't have a phone because I left it at work and <laughs> I was bothering you guys like all night because you're the only ones I can communicate with because we use yeah. signal which we can use on the desktop <laughs>
1: <laughs> so sorry for the bombardment of messages oh not at all don't worry we were actually at my niece's birthday party which was also not not great for where my brain was last night and it was like too much sensory information I can't deal oh my <laughs> it's goodness. fine it's fine yeah. everything's fine <laughs> I got my coffee. I probably got a little too much coffee, which is why I have extra energy this morning. It's uh, not even afternoon. It's probably the earliest we've ever recorded. It might be.
0: Mm. We might have done one, like 11 o'clock one once.
1: Maybe. Maybe. Or maybe we aimed for it and didn't make it. (laughs) That sounds more like us. (laughs) Because even today we were aiming for 10 or 11 and it's now 1130. Yeah. 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 That's how we roll. Lily's saying hi. Hi, Lily. I don't know if the microphone is picking that up, but she's saying hello.
0: I can't hear her, but also these headphones are pretty terrible, but they're what I've Uh, got that works. Yes, fair. I hope you can't hear the yard work happening
1: nearby. I actually cannot. Good. Thankfully, the excessive yard work here has stopped. They're back to just their normal Fridays instead of all day, every day, like they were doing for (laughs) a couple weeks that I complained about to colin or yeah jeff or whoever was on with me that week probably both because it was for a couple weeks
0: yeah and you know you guys are close to one another physically. yes yes <laughs> so. we are in the same complex <laughs> and we're
1: like two buildings away from each other so it's all relevant yes although colin being on the back side of the building where he lives and us being like right at the front entrance mm. uh, i think we were getting a lot more of it than he was probably unfortunately for us fortunately for him yeah that's my fun story so. Wow. other than that, not a whole lot new to report, because even though you haven't been on the podcast, I've still been talking to you and yeah. seeing you anyway. So. <laughs> yeah. But I'm glad you're back, and Me I'm sure too. all of our listeners will be as well. Yay! Yay! So for this grand return of yours, what we- are we talking about? What should we talk about? Well, I think we should talk about Stargate SG-1. We should. I think that's a good yeah. idea. I've missed Stargate SG-1. Yeah. We'll pick up where we left off, maybe? all right yeah i actually completely forgot where that was but thankfully netflix had kept track for me yeah netflix is helpful that way yeah
0: (laughs) netflix actually sent me an email in the last few (laughs) weeks like hey did you want to watch some more stargate an email (laughs) yeah sometimes that's weird sends me emails it's
1: weird that's very strange (laughs) i
0: suppose i could change settings so they don't email me but i just don't pay attention to them and they just get lost in the noise of (laughs) gmail yeah. <laughs> all right yeah weird netflix Barely. but okay that's the most relevant email they've ever sent me usually <laughs> they're like we have this show you'd like and it's some like yeah, horror show. show oh i would like that yeah i know you would so like <laughs> you're you're emailing the wrong host of Stargate saying you know right now
1: <laughs> <laughs> but they don't care they don't especially because we're not on the same netflix account yeah <laughs> <laughs> And they have no way to know that we host a podcast again yep. anyway <laughs> so what is this episode that we left off at
0: this episode is season four episode seven watergate
1: Ooh.
0: or watergate it's all one word and we all say Wat- watergate so watergate it could be mm. the team is all ready to go on a mission that they're talking about as they are walking towards the gate room. Mm -hmm. The details don't matter because Mm -hmm. while the gate is dialing, it gets kind of, I don't know, stuck.
1: Yeah. It's good that the details didn't matter because I watched this scene three times and still was like, I don't know what's going on. So I'm just going to keep going and hopefully (laughs) figure it out tomorrow. (laughs) It doesn't
0: matter. They, They don't go on that mission in this episode. The gate does not finish opening, and Pwalter is like, Chevron 7 won't engage.
1: <laughs> Another reason I was confused that didn't help, aside from my ADHD being super bad yesterday, is for whatever reason, my transcript has him credited as Davis. And I'm like, what is even happening right now?
0: <laughs> I mean, they can call him anything. He still doesn't have a name in the show at this point.
1: <laughs> True. They normally just call him technician in this, so I don't True. know where the hell they got Davis from. He's for sure not Major Davis. No. <laughs> weird yeah
0: really is but no it was Pwalter Mm -hmm. the team who has assembled in the gate room are like oh what's going on Sam goes up to join him Pwalter in the control room they're not getting any errors apparently they've got to do some
1: troubleshooting and Sam lets them know it's gonna take a while I like how the transcript has the next scene written it's just gate room In brackets, the gate is still inactive. That's the whole scene (laughs) as written in the transcript. I'm like, that's fascinating. Yeah, right? Super helpful.
0: General Hammond has joined the team and Sam up in the control room while Sam and Pualter are still trying to figure this thing out.
1: Oh, they have him credited as Sergeant Davis, not even Major Davis, Sergeant Davis. Where the hell did they get that from?
0: (laughs) Super weird.
1: Right? Yeah. Sam's reporting
0: what the problem seems to be, which is that there was an energy spike in the power log that they can see right before they first tried dialing out. And Daniel recognizes that that's a thing that happened before when there was another gate on Earth being used. For example, Jack says, like when Reborn's NID guys had the other gate, but they're like, the other Stargate was destroyed. The way to confirm it, Sam says, is to see if there was a corresponding seismic tremor. Walter pulls that up real quick. And yes, in fact, there was in Siberia. And they conclude, the Russians have a Stargate. (gasps) How dare. (laughs) Credits. Is this the destroyed Stargate or is this a
1: different Stargate that might have crashed to Earth? I suppose they've not answered that question, but... yeah. I was assuming it had crashed to Earth on the ship Me full too. of replicators. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't think that there's just yet another Stargate that Russia third happened one. to have. Yeah. yeah. Right.
1: There yeah. could be. Maybe this whole planet is littered with hidden Stargates. Could be. That would seem kind of pointless, but it's possible, I suppose. Sure. <laughs> yeah.
0: But I feel like it takes a lot to, like, destroy a gate. Because, like, what was that? There was that planet where they had the meteors that bombarded it, and it just got buried. It didn't get destroyed. Yeah, exactly. It still was
1: there. (laughs) It was not destroyed, even though it had taken a direct meteor hit. (laughs) But, yeah, yeah, they seem pretty indestructible. Yeah. In the briefing room, Hammond and the team are all there discussing what is happening. The Russians have recovered a stargate from the bottom of the ocean, Hammond confirms. Jack says that he thought that they had swept the whole area after all of the replicator shenanigans. But Hammond reminds him that they're talking about hundreds of square miles. You can't really sweep that entire thing, not to mention who knows how deep it might have been over there. The Russian Navy had been on alert because they had picked up Thor's ship on the satellite. Russia had figured out there's some alien stuff happening. Holy crap. Sam is incredulous that the Russians are actually even admitting to this. But Hammond says that they didn't give them any choice because the Pentagon said, that they had evidence that could prove that the Russians have this Stargate. They couldn't really give the Russians the chance to deny it. And they must have figured out how to use it pretty quickly, even though Sam points out that it took us years, so they don't really know how the Russians figured it out so quickly. They're all wondering about that. turns out the Russians actually somehow know a lot about the Stargate program. Hmm, that's mysterious. Mm. And apparently the problem here with the... US gate not being able to dial out is because you can't have more than one gate open at a time and the Russian gate is active and not closing. They don't know why it's not closing because as Tilt points out, even the Gowold can't keep a gate open for any longer than 38 minutes. But for whatever reason, Russian gate locked open. Hammond says that the government's trying to figure out how to deal with this situation. They don't really know what to do and they didn't support setting up a stargate program to begin with and now that they have this stargate program they don't really know what to do (laughs) about their locked open permanently gate they had even thought about possibly bombing the facility and destroying all the evidence that seems kind of weird to me i don't know why their own government would want to bomb this facility (laughs) where they have their own stargate
0: i don't know it's a little bit weird oh we're the government but we we don't support this happening but we let it happen anyway and now yeah. just gonna blow it up
1: <laughs> i was really confused about this whole thing because they're talking about how it was set up by the government but then the government wanted to bomb it because they didn't want it but it was set up by the government because part of the government did want it and part of the government didn't want it whatever <laughs> in any case the gate program is there and there's a scientist named dr svetlana markov who carter has actually heard of before and says is brilliant she is working for the sg program over there and she has invited them to come and help her out. She only wants the SG-1 team. And they need to get this problem figured out as soon as possible because they can't use the U.S. gate until the Russian gate is shut down. So they're going to go rendezvous with Dr. Markov in Russia. Jack's super happy about it. Yeah, he is not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the next time we see everyone, they are in Russia at a at a at uh, some sort of airport or airbase or something.
1: Mm-hmm. The airbase, I don't even know how to pronounce it, is spelled K-Y-U-B-Y-S-H-E-V, and my brain read that as Kobayashi at first. <laughs> so we're on the Kobayashi yeah. base. I don't know. Yeah, yep. exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was in my head the rest of this episode. Yeah. Which works out because
0: yeah. when Dr. Markov shows up, we find out it's Marina Siris from
1: Star Trek. Right? That only reaffirmed to me that they must have just spelled Kobayashi wrong. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I totally forgot she was in this episode, though, and I was really excited to see her. I was, too. I'm going to talk about that more at the end in my reactions. Please, Deanna Troy, on TNG, in case anyone doesn't know who she is. Yes. Don't go criticizing my counseling technique!
0: She shows up to greet the team who are all dressed in some cold weather gear, because apparently it's cold. It is Siberia. Sam says it's an honor and that she's read her work. So they have a friendly greeting. Markov also also read Carter's work and was looking forward to meeting her one day under different circumstances. Jack introduces himself, then she reveals she also knows who Daniel and Tilka are without them telling her who they yeah, are. That's suspicious. Yeah. Teal'c is wearing a winter beanie, like everyone else, for hat watch purposes. Watch. Yes. Important. Yes. <laughs> and they all seem a little bit surprised. <laughs> she reveals she's read extensive files on all of them. Jack asks how, and she says, I learned to read English at the age of six. It was not difficult. Which I really enjoyed. Such a silly joke. I really liked it, yeah. too. <laughs> she's gonna be a little coy about her sources it seems but she says she will tell them what she can while they're on the way they load up into that airplane that's at the base getting ready to go yeah
1: once they are in the air they start getting more information about what's happening mark off or troy Diana. We'll call her Markov. I suppose I'll call her by her actual character know. name, <laughs> unlike Trip Langdon <laughs> in our entire origin series, who I never called by the right name.
0: It was more fun to
1: call him Trip. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> also easier to say than Langdon. You know, one syllable instead of two. <laughs> anyway, she's only been part of this program for a little over a month or so. She was contacted right after the Russians had picked up Thor's ship on satellite. She mentions the ship had disintegrated during entry and crashed into the Pacific. Right around that same time, one of their submarines went missing. She says that they might be familiar with the accident. And of course, Jack, who was on that submarine for quite some time and almost died on it, it's like, nope, not a clue.
0: It really irritated me. I'm like, why are you being like, I don't know anything, when clearly
1: they know things and Mm -hmm.
0: they know that you know the things. Stop being dumbass
1: anyway go on yeah it's just coy yeah government playing with government yeah bs (laughs) so she was assigned to be the chief science officer of this new stargate program that was formed by the russian government i was a little confused about this part because she said they were in operation for 37 days against the wishes of powerful people in the government and i wasn't sure if she meant the u.s government or the russian government for that since
0: That's a good question. Both
1: governments are opposed, apparently, to this Russian government-backed program. So it was weird. Not a huge point to the episode, though.
0: I assumed Russian, but who knows? Yeah. All the governments don't want them to have it.
1: Yeah. In any case, threats were being made to reveal the Stargate program to the public by somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Sam wants to know what stopped this from happening. And Markov says that... They activated the gate and convinced the military that they could actually benefit from the program more if they actually kept it going rather than revealing it to the public and destroying it. Daniel wants to know how they activated it. They apparently found the DHD way back from the original gate that was buried in Giza. I don't know why Daniel was so confused about how they could have activated it, because we've already seen that they can be manually dialed and activated that way.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Especially if they had all the information.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, if they knew all the information and they had addresses to try, then there's no reason why they wouldn't have just been able to dial it manually without a DHD. But anyway, whatever. (laughs) They have made a couple trips and then the last one dialed out and won't close. They were very careful about the timing, though, because they always wanted to make sure that they were only using it when they didn't think that the U.S. would be using their gate. And that's how they managed to keep it going for a little over a month without being noticed. And it was only once this gate got locked open that they were noticed. They're just about to the base. And so it is time to jump out of this plane. <laughs> Daniel and Teal'c have some thoughts on that matter. <laughs> Jack and Sam don't really care. Markov doesn't really care about what's happening. They're all old hands at jumping out of planes, apparently. But Daniel and Teal'c are very new to this. Tilk Has a lot of protesting. (laughs) He has no idea what they're talking about when they're talking about getting ready to jump. He's like, wait, what now? (laughs) Jack explains how a parachute works to him and how to use it. Teal'c is very skeptical. This device seems to be poorly designed to provide such a function. Jack promises him that it's okay. Teal'c is still skeptical. Markov and Sam jump out of the plane. Teal'c is continuing to protest to Jack. (laughs) And <laughs> so Jack just shoves him out of the plane. <laughs> and he looked so unhappy. I know. Daniel also looked really unhappy. I I thought it was funny how different they were reacting to the situation. Like, they both clearly didn't want to do it. But Teal'c kind of looked more incredulous and terrified, whereas Daniel's expression kind of was reminded me of the disgust and horror that I felt whenever I cleaned the hagfish tank. So <laughs> that's that scene. Ended with everyone jumping out of the plane three of them being finer that two of them really hating what was happening yeah
0: i really enjoyed like you don't get a lot of Teal'c expressing his nervousness right about doing something
1: yes it was not not out of character he had pretty wide eyes and was definitely protesting much more yeah. heavily than he ever has anything else that he was told to do.
0: I was like, all right, Tilk. I appreciate yeah. that you are not like an indestructible warrior without uh, right. any reservations about what you do at all.
1: <laughs> Even Tilk has a sense of mortality of some sort, yeah. despite his hagfish. I suppose yeah. jumping out of a plane and not landing well would not be something the hagfish could fix. So, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, so it's reasonable that he was a little bit fearful of it.
0: Yeah. We next see Sam, Jack, and Markov, supposedly. We can't really see them because they're very far away, walking through the snowy terrain. Yeah. They're looking for Teal'c and Daniel, but they're not getting any response, which could be because they're inside and their signal is being blocked. So they head on towards the building that they are going to go into where the stargate is it's just like a big brick buildings yeah very nondescript so the next shot we see is the the door opening it's from the interior looking out as they come in yeah and apparently sam and jack took the time to strip off their jumpsuits and their heavy coats before they come inside oh i
1: didn't even notice that (laughs) good
0: call (laughs) marco still has on her warm coat I don't know why they decided to do that. Maybe just to move better, but...
1: That's really weird. Yeah. yeah. Hadn't noticed that at all. <laughs> yeah. That makes no sense.
0: They come in with their guns drawn. They're wearing masks to, in case there's something in the air, I suppose. Yeah. They radio Tilk and Daniel, and they are indeed already inside. They move into the facility a little bit more, trying to figure out where they are. Jack's like, where are you? Daniel's like, I don't know. Where are you? (laughs) Sam says she's picking up chlorine, trace amounts of it in the air, but not at dangerous levels. Jack's like, what is this place? And Sam says, well, it wasn't built for the Stargate program, which, duh, if it's only been in existence for 37 days. like, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. Markov says it's an experimental power station, or it was until it was decommissioned. And she can't tell them anything more about it. And Jack's like, oh, please. And I wrote, fuck off, Jack. Like, (laughs) you don't have secrets. Right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They continue walking and finally come into contact with Daniel. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I thought this scene was funny because they had seen Daniel down a hall. And they're like, is that you? And Daniel's like, I don't know. (laughs) I'm walking down a hall. (laughs) Jack's like, which one? This one. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> it was fun <laughs> yeah it entertained me yeah. dr markov tries to lead them off somewhere but daniel's like uh you gotta see something first yeah
1: and that something is some dead bodies it is yeah several were shot and Tielk says that there were several others that he couldn't really tell how they had died markov takes them through some doors that are going to lead to the stargate and <laughs> when she opens the door. Uh, Just yikes. There were dead bodies everywhere. (laughs) Just all over the place. Markov goes to investigate and confirms that they're all dead. I think that kind of went without saying. They really didn't need to tell us that these people were dead. But she did. Yeah. They go into a control room and they're trying to figure out what was happening. Markov does some typing. Is able to get a reading on the air and figures out that it is safe. She takes her mask off and then Teal'c takes his mask off because apparently he's the canary of the group. Because it wasn't (laughs) until after Teal'c took his mask off and said, indeed, that the air is clean, that the rest of the team then took their masks off. So cool. (laughs) They're trying to figure out what happened. They really don't know why absolutely everybody is dead. Apparently, Substance 35 was released through the base and that's kind of like their fail safe. If everything is going to hell in the base, Substance 35 was to be released to kill everybody and prevent anything from leaving. Why this was released, though, they can't tell. The gas apparently evaporates after three hours, so that's why it is safe for them to breathe now without their masks on. They still want to know why a handful of people were shot, though, before the gassing even happened, and the computer doesn't say. It also doesn't say why Substance 35 was released in the first place. They're going to have to go and explore. They also need to try to figure out how to get the power back onto the base because it's only running on reserve power. The power had been cut off the day before to try to get the gate to turn off and it's still not off so they figure it must be drawing power from the far side similar to the black hole incident but there is no black hole on the other side because they would have noticed the anomalous energy coming from that if it were the case again. Markoff apparently knew about the black hole incident and Jack is again pissed that she somehow knows so much about what was happening and is not saying how she knows. And they're trying to still figure out what was going on. Yeah. So Daniel and Teal head off to try to identify the bodies. They're given a list of everybody that was on base and they've all got tags. Sam, Jack and Markov go off in a different direction. She takes them to a storage container of some sort, a big storage container, and is pissed when she opens it because it is gone. (laughs) Jack says if she says that it's classified and can't tell him what it was, he's going to shoot her. Fun. She does give them a little bit more information. This last address that they are apparently stuck on was the seventh one that they were successfully able to dial. It's completely submerged underwater, they've got some submersibles there, so they were using those to collect samples of the water. They decided to do one more trip, which is why the gate was opened again to that same planet. But the liquid water sample that they had taken from that planet is what is missing now. And the reason that they had collected it is because it seemed to be an abundant source of clean energy. It was giving off its own heat. It had energy coming from somewhere that it was spontaneously emitting. Markov wanted to do some testing on it, but was called to Moscow before she really got the chance to do any testing on it. And Now this container is missing and that is probably bad. Sam asks if there's any other drone so that they can maybe do another check of the planet and see what's going on on the other side of the gate. And maybe figure out how to deactivate the receiver from that other side, which is what they think is keeping the gate open. And yes, they do have another submersible. Woo! Yeah. In
0: the Russian gate room, Tilk and Daniel are going about their identifying of the dead. Jack radios to them to let them know they're headed back to the control room and there's something they might want to see. They all meet up. Tilk reports they've accounted for 28 of the 47 names on Markov's list. And six of them were dressed as civilians. And they were all shot for no reason, apparently. And Markov says those are the scientists. Who apparently were playing with the water that they weren't supposed to do until Markov got back. Jerks. Who, yeah. Who were shot by, apparently, soldiers.
1: But still but, no idea why yeah
0: I mean I don't think it would have gone
1: any better if she were there so it might be better it off it wouldn't have she right. <laughs> exactly it is to her benefit otherwise she'd also be dead
0: yeah. Markov tells Daniel that he might be interested in the water they brought back because they also found ruins underwater of an extinct civilization an obviously extinct civilization she says <laughs> How is it obvious? Maybe they just went somewhere else. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. She's showing them what the drone is seeing, but you can't get too close because the drone is apparently broken over there. She can only sort of move the camera around.
1: And then they see more bodies. Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, not good. I had questions as to why these bodies were still all centered right around the gate, although I think we kind of get an answer to that later, so I'll give that a pass for now. Under normal circumstances, they would have, like, been carried away by currents or floated to the surface or moved somewhere. Right. Yes. But they're
0: not. They're just hanging Mm. out at the gate, all dead. Yeah. They're human bodies, just to be clear, since it is an alien planet. Yes. (laughs) We should probably specify they're human and they seem to be from the base. Yes. So the conclusion is that they just walked through the Stargate, even though they knew they were going to drown. at that moment sam seems to realize that maybe they need to shut off the transmitter because the signal can transmit back and forth through the wormhole even though matter only can go one way and that maybe the radio transmission is what's keeping the stargate open
1: right they had kind of already said this before when they were talking about sending another submarine over there yeah but it's not responding so they can't shut it down yeah, because if they could
0: shut it down, end of episode, have a nice right. day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and they can't wait it out because Markov tells them the drone is nuclear powered because they wanted to do some long term observation on some of the planets, which I think is reasonable. Yeah, but, absolutely. you know, in this circumstance, not so good because <laughs> it has enough power to go on for like 10 years. Yeah. So they got to do something about that. Yeah.
1: In the submarine bay, they are prepping to go and do a little bit of an explore on the other side. Daniel really wants to get a closer look at those ruins while they're over there, in addition to shutting down the signal. Of course. They're going to do that. Markov says that it can only hold three people. Jack is so disappointed to not be able to go because he claims he's never been on a submarine before. (laughs) they all get in the submarine, get ready to go. Teal'c and Jack are going to stay behind. So in the submarine, we've got Sam, Daniel, and Markoff. Daniel thinks that it's a spacious and roomy submarine. (laughs) My claustrophobia would disagree with this assessment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They have over a day's worth of air in the thing, and they're not going to need more than an hour or so to go shut down the device and look around the ruins. So everything should be fine. Piece of cake. But of course we all know it's not going to be as simple as that (laughs) yeah (laughs) they send the thing through the gate jack is watching them via a video that is set to show him the interior of the submarine they've got the radios working he's looking at them on the screen everything's good they're pressurized they head through the gate jack wishes them luck and looks a little bit worried for them as they head through yeah on the other side we see the submarine coming through the submerged gate They're all impressed by how beautiful it is. Daniel apparently loses the ability to hear temporarily because of the rapid pressurization happening, so there's some
0: repeating of what people say. As you might notice,
1: there is no plant or animal life. doesn't appear to be any plant or animal life.
0: I liked watching him, like, pinch his nose and try to pop his ears.
1: (laughs) They find five bodies. That accounts for more of the people that were missing on the other side of the gate. They go to the drone. They're about to shut it down. They tell Jack what they're going to do. They end the transmission. Gate closes. And they continue their search. They're heading over to the ruins.
0: I feel like this is where it all went wrong. They should have
1: just turned around and gone home. They really should (laughs) have. (laughs) Yeah. While Jack and Teal'c are waiting, they're going to go take a look around the base while the other team is taking a look around the ruins. Daniel, Sam, and Markov are proceeding.
0: Having a little conversation. Markov says she's glad Sam was right. But, you know, Sam says it doesn't really explain anything. Right. Explains why the gate was open, but not why all the people are dead. (laughs) Yeah. Daniel says the ruins suggest the planet wasn't always completely submerged. So maybe there are clues. They head towards the ruins. And Markov says that... The controls are getting heavy, and they're slowing down, even though she has not done anything. Sam suggests that possibly it's a current. The engine is being pushed to its limit now by Markov, who's trying to get them to move. Then they come to a complete stop.
1: Yep. (laughs) Daniel says, listen, you smell something? Yeah. (laughs) What is that smell? (laughs) We got a little explosion slash fire. We Was <laughs> yeah, <there's> not really <laughs> any fire. I mean, like, there was an explosion, and yeah. he says that there's a fire, but all I saw were, like, some yeah blue,
0: blue lights. <laughs> yeah. Well, Daniel says it's a fire. Maybe that's what yeah. he was smelling with smoke or something.
1: I don't know. Yeah, that was my guesses.
0: Markov pulls out a fire extinguisher. Yeah. Daniel puts out the fire, and Markov goes to assess the damage, which she thinks she can fix, which is good. Excellent. Yeah. Sam's looking out, and Daniel goes to join her, and Sam's like, well, if this was a current, we would be pushed in some way, but we're completely still, like we're stuck in the mud. So that's not good. No. Something's going on. Yeah. What could it be?
1: Right. Back in the Russian facility, Jack also says, listen, do you smell something? <laughs> They make their way into kitchen, trying to track down whatever the smell is. The kitchen is a disaster. There's dead bodies on the floor. The oven is apparently still on, and that's what they're smelling. There's smoke coming from whatever they were cooking when all this chaos went down. They continue to search through the kitchen. They make their way to a big walk-in freezer. They open it, and I was really disappointed that there was not a velociraptor in there. (laughs) But instead, they find a guy... A guy that looks suspiciously like
0: Mayborn. It was hilarious. (laughs) I loved it so much. Frozen Mayborn. (laughs) Yeah. Frozen solid? Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Standing. Standing there next to a big hanging fish. Does
0: that happen if you just stand still? And it's cold. Will you just freeze standing upright at some point? Wouldn't you like collapse
1: before you froze? It it would depend on how cold it was. I suppose. Super cold. And yeah, if you you are essentially flash frozen. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I do not think that this freezer would be cold enough for that to happen, though. (laughs) But there are some extenuating circumstances to this situation that we learn about. And also maybe he was leaning on something. I don't know. He could have been. Back in the submarine, Markov is working on the repairs. Daniel asks how it's going. She says she thinks she can fix it. He is not pleased to hear that since a few minutes ago she said that she for sure could fix it. She doesn't know why the thing broke in the first place, though she's not really sure. This reminded me of my work week because the equipment that I used to make the CBD emulsions for the brewery kept breaking down. And I kept cleaning it, taking it apart, putting it back together, and then it would break down again. So... Yeah, Markov, I hear you on that one. But thankfully, my life is not on the line if I can't make my emulsion. Fair. Yeah. That would be terrible if it was. Yeah. Yeah. So they have a conversation here where Daniel implies that everything made in Russia is poor quality. And she says, well, if you must know, this is Swiss. And so Daniel's like, oh, then it can keep perfect time if it's not busy catching on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. But Daniel specifies that he must have been hanging around Jack too much, which I thought was really funny. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Markov keeps working and talking about the fact that this really should not have happened. There was nothing in their way. They're not stuck on anything. There's nothing that should have stopped the submarine in its tracks, so to speak. But that's what happened. It's being held in place by nothing. Then they notice that the pressure is increasing. Even though they're not getting any deeper, there's no practical reason why the pressure outside would be increasing, the pressure on the hull, but it is. Daniel wants to know what that means, and that, as probably most people would be able to figure out except for Daniel, (laughs) means that eventually the sub's going to implode if this continues. Not good. No. Markov says at some point the
0: gauge must be malfunctioning, which Daniel (laughs) goes, but it's Swiss. (laughs) So even though he recognizes he's being influenced by Jack into being a total dick, he keeps doing it. He leans into it, right? (laughs) All right, Daniel.
1: Cool.
0: (laughs) Yep. In the kitchen... Jack and Teal'c have removed Mayborn from the freezer and put him on a table. They lay him down and his arm is still sticking out. And it's just the funniest thing. I love it so yeah. much still. It really was funny.
1: But I thought it wasn't Mayborn at first. I was like, this dude looks a lot like Mayborn. That's weird. Why would they have a guy that looks so much like Mayborn? <laughs> but he was frozen. So I'm like, well, I know they don't kill off Mayborn yet. So this can't be him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but no, it is. <laughs> yeah. They conclude that it's Mayborn. And figure out that's how the Russians perhaps acquired all that information so quickly.
1: Pretty fair bet.
0: Yeah. Jack pokes and taps <laughs> Mayborn. <laughs> and can- it says he's solid. But then suddenly Mayborn exhales some greenish gas. and Which surprises Jack. So he steps back and pulls out his gun. Jack's <laughs> <laughs> like, don't humans usually die when they're frozen? <laughs> But Mayborn is still breathing. Yeah. And O'Neill points out they also don't breathe when they're dead. So. Yeah. He's not dead. Nope. Got better. Got better.
1: Yes. <laughs> he wasn't breathing when they took him out of the freezer. True. To be fair. Probably yeah. should specify that.
0: In the submarine, Daniel asks Markov to go over exactly what happened last time they were on this planet. She said they came through the stargate took the sub straight to the dialing device and redialed Earth, which I'm curious about how they managed to dial. Does the submarine yeah, right? have arms that can push the gate buttons? Maybe. I don't know. Some submarines have manipulator-type yeah. thingies. The gate opened and they headed through. And then right before they headed through, though, they did collect that water sample. She says they had to push their engines just a little harder to get through the gate. But she thought it was some sort of intuitive countermeasure to keep water from flowing through the gate which i don't know maybe i don't know yeah sam says it's possible yeah sam elaborates on why it's possible markov's like i know that's where i got the idea
1: (laughs) (laughs) markov just knows everything she does yeah
0: and then there's another scary creaky sub sound that you don't want to (laughs) hear
1: Alarming. Yeah. Back in the kitchen, Mayborn continues to defrost. His silly extended hand drops down. He gets more and more melty. Tilk realizes that his heart is beating, although slowly, and that he's starting to warm up. Mayborn's eyes start moving around. He's looking around. Jack asks if Mayborn can hear him, but he doesn't seem to acknowledge that. Back on the submarine... Markov gets the submarine working again, but they're still not going anywhere. So she shuts the engines back down. Daniel wants to know why, and she says, well, if it's not going to do any good to just burn the engines out again, they need to figure out why they're stuck. Otherwise they're not going anywhere. And in fact, since they don't know why they're stuck, they might not be going anywhere anyway. Well, Daniel is concerned that they're going to maybe run out of air if they stay there, but Sam and Markov are like, well, no, we'll die from crushing first. <laughs> Take that, Daniel. Daniel is not comforted by that. <laughs> and asks, maybe we stop agreeing on how we're going to die and uh, try something else? Maybe. Yeah.
0: In the kitchen, Mayborn's apparently finished defrosting. And he sits up and then gets up and starts to move. And Jack's like, no, no, that's far enough. But then he turns around and just heads out of the kitchen Jack has his gun out, he's telling Mayborn to stop. He's not listening. Jack and Teal'c surround him so he can't go anywhere. Jack threatens to shoot him if he moves. Mayborn responds to Jack's threat by coughing and then vomiting out some water. Yeah. Or what appears to be water, maybe. But there's some sort of gas associated with it, too. There's the juice. Yeah. That's like pretty it gross. It evaporates. It was pretty disgusting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then Mayborn is his old self again. He's like, the freezer! Mayborn is suddenly like in action, too. He's like, get moving if you want to live. You can shoot me if you want to. But we're dead if we don't get back in the freezer, basically. <laughs> Teal'c is standing over Mayborn's vomit. And then the water vaporizes and Teal'c breathes it in. Yuck. Which isn't great. No. While that's happening, Mayborn takes the opportunity to throw himself and Jack back in the freezer. The coal never bothered me anyway. I was
1: surprised he even bothered to bring Jack with him. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Maybe he needed help. Uh, maybe, yeah. He's so selfish and does not like Jack. You're yeah. probably right, though. He would keep Jack around if he thought he might need help later. Yeah. Yeah. Jack's like, what the hell?
0: And Meworden's like, it's too late for Teal'c. We got to stay in here or we're going to die. And then Teal'c is just standing. He looks out the window
1: of the freezer. Convenient. I have not seen any walk-in freezers that have a window. And I've seen many working at restaurants. Maybe a Swiss one (laughs) brought to Russia. Must be that.
0: (laughs) But yeah, they see Teal'c. He's just kind of standing stiffly. But then suddenly he wanders out of there. I guess purposely. It's not really wandering.
1: Yeah. But yeah, walking, strangely. Not normal teal walking. Yeah. That's it. (laughs) That is it. Back in the submarine, they're still trying to figure out what's going on. It's like they're being held in place or like somebody is squeezing the submarine. But the only thing that's out there is water. Carter asks if they did any tests on the water. But Markoff again says that they had really only done a preliminary analysis. They only know that it was giving off energy and that it maintained a temperature several degrees above room temperature. No chemical analysis been done on it yet. No, nothing. Back in the freezer, Mayborn explains that the water is alive. So homeopaths would love this episode. <laughs> According to homeopathy, water has a memory and it reminded me of Jeff briefly worked at a Whole Foods and was shelving some water one day and a lady got upset with him because he was treating the water too roughly when he didn't put it down (laughs) on the shelf gently enough (laughs) and she was concerned the water was going to get offended or or damaged or something I don't know what (laughs) yeah so she told him that he needed to be more gentle when placing water on a shelf (laughs) Uh, sorry if any of your homeopathy buffs out there but I hate to break it to you (laughs) water does not have a memory (laughs)
0: I feel like if there were any homeopathy buffs out there listening to us, they, <laughs> they probably yeah. had they abandoned us a while ago. They would not
1: be listening to us. Yeah, yeah. They would for sure have given up on us a long time ago. Fair point. Unless Fair they're point. hate
0: listening, which, again, I do not advocate
1: hate listening or yeah. watching of things if they make you miserable. Yeah. I'm grateful that to this point we have not heard from anybody who is hate listening to the show. <laughs> and uh, I hope to keep it that way yeah. for as long as possible. <laughs> Anyway, Mayborn tells him more about it, that the water is alive, they exposed the water to the air and it just evaporated. Some people inhaled it, including basically all the scientists in the lab and Mayborn. And after that, they were not able to control themselves. They all tried to get back through the Stargate. So now we learn why everybody was shot. It's because these scientists were trying to dial back through the gate and leave the planet without a submarine. Mayborn says that, the life for- that there are life forms in the water, countless numbers of microscopic organisms, which is not the same as the water itself being alive. So which is it? Here on earth we have countless numbers of microscopic organisms in water. True. So that is not the same as the water itself being alive. In any case, somehow the water has a level of intelligence though, whether it's due to the water itself being alive or due to the microscopic organisms in the water, whatever, water's alive or there's stuff alive in the water, <laughs> unclear. Citation needed. <laughs> Jack asks, are you trying to tell me that this water thinks? Maybourne says, yeah, we were killing the water as far as the water was concerned. So the water was trying to escape and get back home. That's why the scientists were all trying to dial out without actually having a submarine. When everybody else was shot, though, his brain controlling water took him to the freezer. <laughs> that is why he was frozen solid when they found him. Mayborn says that it was the living water that was keeping him alive instead of just freezing to death, as would be a normal human response to being <laughs> in the yeah. cold for an excessive amount of time. This is the stuff that's in Teal'c now. Living water and or organisms, or both, some sort of intelligence, is now brain controlling Teal'c. Fun.
0: Yeah. In the submarine, Daniel is coming to this conclusion that Mayborn knows and
1: he's like what if it's a life form <laughs> from Daniel's perspective though that is such a huge leap in logic <laughs> Mayborn knows that it's alive because he was possessed by it yeah. why would Daniel suddenly be like maybe it's alive no <laughs> it makes no sense that he would suddenly come to that conclusion Yeah, and he's like it explains everything no it doesn't yeah. it doesn't explain anything <laughs> unless, unless you're Mayborn and we're taken
0: over by it yeah. But he's running full throttle with this. Yes. He's like, well, it wasn't the gate that was resisting you when you went back through with the water sample. It was the life form trying to stop you. Sam's joined in on this and she's like, oh, and
1: it's perceiving us as some kind of threat now. Yeah. Sam definitely gives into his hypothesis that the water is alive way too readily also. For shame, yes. Sam. And
0: then there's a crack formed in the window at the front of the mm. sub which is not good that's bad still not good things are going bad over there in the complex water Tilk <laughs> is continuing his push towards the stargate jack runs to catch up with him Tilk is walking in a very sort of like stiff frankenstein monster ish yeah. way frankenstein jack actually runs up and tries to grab him and knocks him on the ground
1: now, let's check out this equilibrium principle. It's your funeral, man.
0: And they're both holding onto each other. They stand back up. They're like holding onto each other's collar. And you know, Jack's like, Fight it, Teal'c! But <laughs> Teal'c is like, not responding, throws Jack out of the way
1: and knocks him out and continues his trek to the Stargate. Back in the submarine. Markov, in a panic, starts handing out pony tanks, which are little canisters of oxygen. Sam is like, how the hell is this going to do anything? Because they're under so much pressure. But Markov has a good point. She's like, it's all we got. It's their only hope of maybe surviving the pressure and breathing from these little oxygen canisters, although the oxygen tanks themselves would be crushed if the submarines being crushed, but whatever. The entire viewport on the front shatters. But then nothing happens. The water doesn't rush in. It actually just sits there, similar to the event horizon on the Stargate itself. It just forms almost like a wall where the <laughs> viewport had been. Back in the Russian gate room, Tilk is making his way to the gate. He is dialing the DHD. The gate starts dialing out in the submarine. When they realize that the water is not killing them, they go and take a look at the wall of water. Daniel sticks his hand in it. <laughs> Which seems bad. Markoff is horrified (laughs) and is like, why? No, don't do that. Why? What are you doing? Daniel's like, I think it just wants to understand. It wants to understand us. Oh, Daniel. But as he's saying this, he doesn't seem to realize that the water is creeping down his arm and then all of a sudden it grabs hold of him and tries to pull him in. Markov and Carter run up to him and grab onto him and try to play tug of war with the water. But then the water envelops all of them, not flooding the entire compartment, just completely surrounding the three of them. That doesn't sound like water. No, (laughs) no it does not.
0: Jack wakes up and rushes into the gate room just as Teal'c activates the stargate. Right before Teal'c walks through the gate, though, he starts throwing up the water there's the juice which is gross yes again then it turns to vapor and goes through the stargate itself why didn't that happen the first time i don't know yeah
1: i wondered that too and then i was thinking well maybe if this stuff is supposed to be intelligent maybe it like somehow can communicate with the other side and realizes that the other guys died when they went through oh maybe maybe it didn't know that the humans were gonna die if they just took them full body through the gate
0: yeah that could be Tilk comes out of his daze and is aware of what was happening to him he said they didn't want to kill him they just wanted to go home Tilk says he's gonna be all right then the gate starts dialing again but not from this side. Yeah, it doesn't really even dial. It just lights up and oh, then yeah. activates. <laughs> it activates, and Jack's like, "We should duck." So they duck, so that <laughs> yes. they do not become feet shoes. Right, since they were right in front of yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the gate oh, opens. Geez. Daniel Markov and Sam are flung through the gate <laughs> yeah. from the other side and land. Yeah,
1: basically, yeah.
0: Without a submarine, but that's yeah. fine because that thing wasn't useful anymore anyway. Shoddy Swiss, <laughs> you know, can't even handle some pressure when the engines right. die, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Jack's like, didn't you guys leave here in a submarine? <laughs> and they're like, uh, I don't really know what happened. Jack's like, well, here's my thought we just exchanged hostages and they all kind of look at him and he's like it's just a thought and that's the end of the episode <laughs> yeah kathy yeah did you like the episode i didn't no no i liked it better as we talked about it i think because yeah. there are like oh yeah there were some funny moments and whatnot but i did not like the way Jack and Daniel were acting throughout it. Yeah. They were just being assholes and unnecessarily. They can be asses sometimes, like, we uh, clearly, but, like, I just felt like it was extra. Especially with Jack, it was a very hypocritical assholeness, yeah. ishness. <laughs> because the U.S. has been doing all of these things that now they're, like, being like ooh, the russians are i'm like you've been secretive you've had a secret stargate program forever you fuck it up too like stop (laughs) stop just just yeah stop so that that really sort of colored i think the episode Mm. for me and i liked having obviously uh marina serdice there it took three shots of something called tequila but i was hoping that she would be better utilized I don't know. I know she okay. was like a prominent part, but I don't know how to describe that. So I wasn't a super, super fond of it. I did like yeah. seeing Mayborn. I I love to hate some Mayborn, So <laughs> Him being frozen was really funny.
1: Yeah, how about, how about you? I actually did like the episode. Normally, if we disagree, it's that you liked it and I hated it <laughs> because of some science reason. Uh, as much as one might think I would take issue with the science in this episode, I actually don't. You would think I would take issue with... A person freezing solid and then thawing out <laughs> but my master's thesis had to do with wood frogs which are actually a species of animal that freeze solid in winter and then thaw out in summer and like are totally fine That's bananas. and they're actually they essentially turn their blood into antifreeze by flooding it with glucose one of the main issues with a living organism freezing solid is that ice crystals form um, using the organelles and the cells as nucleation sites and so that ice crystals forming destroys the organelles and pierces the cell membranes and makes it completely impossible to recover because all the cells are destroyed by being pierced by, by ice crystals. So if you had something in an organism's blood, like I said, in the case of wood frogs, they use an excessive amount of glucose, or maybe this weird living water stuff that's keeping the temperature a little bit higher and preventing those ice crystals from forming, then Theoretically, yeah, maybe you can have an alien organism that can permeate somebody's body and keep them from freezing completely solid so that they might be able to thaw out again after. So Neat. Yeah. I actually will give them a pass on Mayborn freezing solid and being able to thaw back out. That's pretty neat. Right? I thought so too. Yeah. And then I was also thought, I was like, all right, well, now they're being mind controlled by these tiny little organisms or by this conscious water or whatever you wanna call it. But then I remembered cordyceps, which is a species of fungus that actually like takes over the brain of ants. And I think there might be actually a couple different species of cordyceps that can take over the brain of various insects and will actually like control those insects. In the case, I'm more familiar with what they do with ants. They make, will make ants go and like walk up onto like a leaf and then they will replicate in the ants brain and like sprout up through its head. But they're controlling the ant, making it go onto this leaf Ew. so that, yeah, it's disgusting, <laughs> but also fascinating. Yeah. So we have these species of fungi that are actually able to u- essentially use mind control to take over the bodies of much larger organisms, generally just insects, huh. but still it's a thing that exists. And then I was also thinking about leptospirosis, which any of you pet owners might have heard of because that's a thing that cats can spread. Very dangerous for pregnant women, which is why pregnant women are not supposed to like be cleaning out cat boxes if it's at all possible. But what leptospirosis does is it's a virus that will infect mice and it makes the mice attracted to cats so that they will actually go and approach cats instead of running away from them. <laughs> Yeah, it's not full-on mind control, but it is taking over the brain of a mouse, essentially, and guiding it towards a thing that it should normally be running away from. And that's a virus versus cordyceps, which is a fungus. So, yeah, I actually really liked this weird, fake, conscious water and the stuff that it was able to do. I thought it was really interesting and made me enjoy the episode. I did find the ending to be really anticlimactic, though, because, like, they just ended it so quick. Danger, submarine's going to collapse. Danger, they're getting taken over. The submarine breaks, and then they're just spit back on Earth, and then the water just goes home, and then that's it. I'm like, was that what? It's over? We're done? (laughs) Oh. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So my biggest complaint was that the ending just was so abrupt and anticlimactic. But other than that, I actually really enjoyed it. And I did like seeing Marina Sirtis. Yeah, I I can see what you're saying about like maybe wanting more from her character. But I still just enjoyed that she was there at all. All
0: right. (laughs) Yeah. So what's next? Uh, Let's find out. Next, we will be watching Stargate SG-1 Season 4, Episode 8 the first ones the booklet says during an archaeological survey of fossils on a guawuld planet Daniel Jackson is abducted by a fearsome humanoid creature prompting SG-1 to embark on a mission to free him from his alien captor but Daniel soon learns that the creature's intentions are not at all what he thought exclamation point hmm. and for funsies let's see what the <laughs> Netflix says about this netflix says while conducting an archaeological dig jackson discovers a primordial gold symbiote an ancient predatory version of sg1's parasitical enemies hmm. that's it. it gives a yeah. little bit more information but yeah it is not completely ridiculous like it sometimes is right yeah yeah,
1: yeah. all so. right yeah anything else uh no i think
0: that's it Thanks for having me back. Thanks for being back. I'm so excited that you're
1: here. Yay. Yay. Me too. As always, thanks to everybody else for listening. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can email us at stargatesing at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. I suppose I should mention that if you haven't already subscribed, you can also do so on pretty much every podcatcher of choice. Our episodes continue for now to come out every Wednesday. You can check out our website, stargatesing.space. If you're feeling generous, you can find us on patreon.com slash stargatesing, where we have a new smaller $2 tier, as well as our normal $5, $10, and $20 tiers, and I think that's everything. My brain's still a little bit scrambled, but I think that's everything, right? It sounded right. All right. I'm Mary. I'm Kathy. And you've been listening to Stargatesing. The end. The end.
0: sorry yeah. i'm distracted 13 just came to visit and she's making cute Gee. noises hey baby girl i you know i slept in and we didn't have uh you step on my FaceTime. at least not that oh. i was conscious for so <laughs> she might have been that's her new thing she gets up nice. in the morning at like five comes Bill. over starts stepping across my face back and forth ah, that's saying, annoying good morning good morning it's time to get up